Chapter 20. A Profitable Arizona Sunrise 5 a.m. Friday morning arrived quickly. David silenced his alarm as fast as he could so Jen wouldn't wake up. He grabbed a shower, made some coffee, and took some time to review his notes from last week and then summarize the work he'd done this week. He was ready for his meeting with Richard. David lived on the northwest side of Gilbert, and Seville Country Club was located in the farthest southeast corner of Gilbert. That meant he'd need about 30 minutes to make it there, assuming there was no traffic. Fifteen years ago, this drive would have taken less than 20 minutes. But then again, fifteen years ago, there was no Seville Country Club, David thought to himself. It was still dark on his drive to Seville. In the late winters and early spring, the sun starts to rise somewhere between 6.30 a.m. and 7 a.m., as David pulled into the parking lot, he noticed there were several cars already there. Golfers, they must be early risers, David thought. Richard was there to meet David at the entrance to the clubhouse. Good morning, David. I hope you don't mind the early start. No, this was a good idea. I have more work than I can keep up with right now. I figured as much. How did you know? It's not my first day at the rodeo, David, Richard said with a smile as both men started to walk towards the restaurant. I asked Maria, the hostess, to seat us at a table in the back where we can have some privacy. There were golfers in small groups around the restaurant, and most of them appeared to be at retirement age. But there was one group of men who looked to be David's age, if not younger, and he thought, How can they golf on a Friday morning? Don't they have jobs? I thought we could use a change of scenery from the coffee shop. And besides, I don't know about you, but I love seeing God's beauty in his sunrises and sunsets. I haven't seen many of either in the past few years. I typically work through sunsets, and I'm exhausted to the point I sleep through most sunrises, or I'm so preoccupied on the way to the office that I don't even notice them. Well, we're working to change that, right? Right, and so far, it seems to be working. I'm getting home in time for dinner now, except for last night. The sun will be setting later, so I'm sure I'll catch a few on the ride home, or with Jen on the back porch. Why don't you sit so you can look out the window? The sun will be coming up soon, and you don't want to miss the view. When the Santan Mountains light up with the sunrise, you never know what colors you'll see. But I'll guarantee you this, it's a sight to behold. Sounds good. Thanks, Richard. Remember, David, the key is to enjoy the journey. Earl Nightingale, in his series Lead the Field, said, Success is found in the journey towards a worthy ideal or goal. I agree with Earl. The journey is the key. Their server arrived, and he had Richard's coffee and David's latte with him. Black coffee, no sugar, and two cubes of ice for you, Mr. James, and a latte for you, Mr. Johnson. Mr. Johnson, my name is John, and I'll be serving you and Mr. James today. Nice to meet you, John. Thank you for the coffee. My pleasure, Mr. Johnson. Mr. James ordered an egg white sandwich with turkey sausage and arugula. Would you like the same order, or would you prefer waffles, pancakes, or eggs cooked differently? I'll have what Mr. James ordered also. It sounds great. Very well. I'll be back shortly. Just let me know if you need anything else. Thanks, John, Richard said. You're most welcome, Mr. James, John said as he went about his business. The service here is great, David said. I agree. I enjoy this place. I'd love to play golf again someday. If you want to, you will. But first, we have to get you free. Then you have a couple of kids to raise, but before you know it, you'll have time on your hands to play golf or do whatever recreation you desire. I hope to have the money to do it, too. David, when you master what I'm teaching you, the money will follow. If you're diligent, you'll be making more money in a year than you've made in the past five. Sounds good to me. I think we're on the right track. We had quite a week at the office. So tell me about it. I made the changes you suggested, and Samantha started answering all the inbound calls and chasing what unconverted leads she could in the past four days. 
And, Richard asked as he drew out the word for effect, and I normally have 10 potential new client appointments every week, but this week, Samantha booked 18 appointments. We have so many that I had to move a couple to next week so that I could keep up with my client work and 341 hearings. That's fantastic, David. Congratulations, Richard said as he extended his fist for David to give him knuckles the new high five. Thanks. I guess you already know this, but your advice works. That's kind of you to say, but my advice is only good if someone makes it come to life by implementing the ideas. You did that. Nice work. I'm proud of you. Okay, I'll take that, but I don't know how long I can keep this pace up. With all the consults, the new increased number of new clients, the 341s, and the paperwork, I'm going to be drowning soon. Well, that means we'll have to hire staff to run the new systems. Remember, systems run your law firm, but people run your systems. Yeah, but I'm concerned about adding staff. It just seems like we get busier and I need more staff to stay ahead of the work, but I don't make any more money. That's a perfect bridge into my next series of questions. Tell me how many appointments were actually on the calendar this week, Richard said as he picked up his pen, looked down at his pad, ready to write. I suspected you were going to ask me these questions today, so I did some homework before I left this morning. I love it. Let's see. Samantha scheduled 18 consults this week. Great. Now, of those 18 initial consultations, let's call them ICs for short. How many of those showed up? Ten of those ICs showed for their appointment. I have two more ICs scheduled for today. And how many of those shows retained the firm? Five, David said proudly. Nice. That's 50%. I know. I was keeping score. All right. Now, how many of the five were Chapter 13s and how many were Chapter 7s? Oh, hang on. I need to think through this. David was quiet for a moment while he thought. Three of the clients hired for Chapter 7 cases. And what fees did you charge for the Chapter 7 cases? 1800 And that included the filing fee, right? Right. And how much is the filing fee? Uh, a little more than $300. So the legal fee was $1,500, correct? Yes. Richard took a moment to do some calculations on a blank sketch pad. Okay, here's what we have. Richard turned the pad around to show David what he was calculating. You held 10 ICs this week, and five of them hired. That's a 50% higher rate. Agreed? Agreed. So, is it safe for us to assume one of the two clients today will retain the firm, and they will statistically be a Chapter 7 case? Yeah, that's a safe assumption. Good. So, two of the cases for the week were Chapter 13s, with a value of $4,500 each. And four of those cases were Chapter 7s with a value of $1,500 each. The total case value for the clients who retained your firm is $15,000. If we divide that by six clients, we have an average client value of $2,500. Does that make sense to you? It does, but often we don't get paid the full amount for each case. Because some Chapter 13 cases get dismissed, or some Chapter 7 cases never finish paying their invoice in full so you can file the case, correct? That's right. That's an excellent point, one that is important to me that we cover. But for today, let's put what I call the collections or accounts receivable conversation in the parking lot for another day. Is that okay with you? Richard said this as he wrote the words collections and realization in the top right-hand corner of the worksheet. Okay, we can do that. Speaking of parking lots, while I loved going to Joe's and having coffee outside... Our view wasn't much better than that of a parking lot, but here, my goodness, look at that sunrise. I told you it was amazing. Just then, John arrived with breakfast. 
Here you are, gentlemen. I've included some ketchup and hot sauce just in case, and I'll bring you more coffee. This looks fantastic, John. Thanks for that. Yeah, this is great. Thanks, John, David added. It's my pleasure, gentlemen. David, are you okay if I say grace? Sure, please do, David said as he stopped himself from digging into the food too soon. God, we thank you for this food, for our friendship, for the beauty you created for our pleasure. Please nourish our bodies to do your good work. Amen. Amen, David repeated. Please eat and enjoy. Both men ate in silence for a few minutes. Then Richard said, David, would you agree that if we continue at the pace you had this week, that you'd not be able to sustain it? Totally. Good. And I'm guessing you would agree that to sustain this growth pattern, you'll eventually need some help, right? There's no doubt about that. But as I mentioned before, that makes me nervous. Because you've added help before, which still meant more work and supervision by you without additional compensation, right? Right. Okay, I have a solution to that. Would you like to hear it? Uh, yeah, David said with a look that told Richard, why wouldn't I? The reason you can't make more money when you grow is that you're not charging enough for the work that you do. David was silent. Richard didn't wait for David to speak. This is typically the area that is most difficult for attorneys to buy into for several reasons, most of which are their rational thought processes about how much they should charge or what's fair based on what their competition charges. I'm listening. I'm not going to tackle the concept of fair or equitable today. It suffices to say you release your clients from thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands or even millions of dollars of debt. And yet your fee represents a small fraction of what has been released. In comparison to the service you offer to your clients, what I'm going to propose will not make a difference in their overall financial picture. But again, I don't want to have that debate today. Fair enough? Fair enough. We'll agree not to debate that subject today. Right, I'm going to tackle this strictly from a business finance perspective. For you to help more families in your community, we've already agreed you'll need more hands. If you don't add more hands, you'll be forced to be happy with the number of families you can manage on your own. Agreed? Agreed. But based on your current pricing, there's not enough margin to hire more hands. So to serve more families in your community, you must raise prices. It's simple math. All right, how much do you want me to raise my fees? I know you can't adjust the current no-look Chapter 13 fee, and I'm not going to discuss advanced topics like fee applications today, so we have to focus on the Chapter 7 fee. Would it surprise you to know that there are attorneys in this town who charge $3,000 plus filing fees for a Chapter 7 bankruptcy? I'm aware of that. I sometimes have clients who come to hire my firm because we are less expensive. But those firms do file cases, right? Yeah, when I see the reports on the number of cases filed, I'm always shocked at how many cases they file since I know what they charge. Often they file more cases than I do, but they've been at this more years than I have too. I might argue that they've been at this longer and they file more cases because they charge more. You mean that? Yes, I do. Okay, tell me more. Here's what we know. The average law firm has two general costs for each case. There's the cost to acquire the case. You determine that by dividing the total number of cases retained in a period into the total marketing and advertising spent for that period. And the second is the cost to put a case out the door. You determine that cost by dividing the total number of cases filed into the total expenses minus marketing and advertising expenses. Does that make sense? Yeah, I see that. Okay, on a national level, for a bankruptcy firm, we find that it costs around $500 to acquire a case 
and it costs around $1,200 to put a case out the door. There are variables to be sure, based on geography, the age of the firm, and the total efficiency of the firm. But generally speaking, when a firm runs on systems, that's what the costs are. If you add those costs together, the total is $1,700 per case. So you're saying that I'm losing money on my Chapter 7 cases? Bingo! I knew I was working with the right man, Richard said as he started to eat more of his breakfast. Both men made room for John to bring additional coffee and took some time to eat and enjoy the beautiful Gilbert morning. So, what should I be charging for my Chapter 7 cases? Ultimately, I want your firm to charge $2,300 plus filing fees for a Chapter 7 case. David's eyes got as big as saucers, and Richard noticed it. Now hang in there with me for a minute. We're not going to do it all at once. Just like a chef who tempers their eggs to ensure they don't scramble, we'll do this a little at a time so we don't overcook your firm and your comfort level. What do you have in mind? David asked, still a little red in the face from the emotion running through him about raising his fees. If you remember, I said this is typically the most difficult area for my clients to change because often they have powerful feelings about their fees and many times they've used their fees as a point of reference to convert prospects into clients. Yep, that's me. I always show prospective new clients that we are the best financial choice for them. I get that, and we'll watch your conversion rate closely to ensure that the increased fees don't create a reduction in your higher rate. Okay, so where do I start? Richard reached down and picked up the backpack he had at the table and pulled out a sheet of paper. Here, this is what I call a price elasticity tool. Use this tool to guide you and start this week by charging the same fee you always charged, except instead of including the filing fee in the agreement, make the filing fee a separate charge. Okay, I hadn't thought of that. That sounds easy enough. Good. The filing fee should have nothing to do with your fee. It's a fee the court charges, and regardless of whether they hire you, another firm, or choose to file their case pro se, they have to pay that fee. So it should be treated separately. Fair enough? Fair enough. Next week, we'll watch your hire rate to see how it changed, if at all. Assuming it stays the same or improves, the next increase you'll make is from 1800 to 1995. So we're going to take small steps. Exactly. I want you and your staff to be comfortable with the increased rates. But before we leave today, I want to show you the effect this will have on your bank account. Are you okay with that? Sure. Let's assume we don't make any more improvements and the numbers you experienced this week remain the same throughout the rest of the year. Good by you. Good by me. That means you'll still retain two Chapter 13 cases this week, and the fee for those will not change. But once we hit our ultimate goal of $2,300 for the fee for the three Chapter 7 cases that retained your firm, things change dramatically. I'll bet they do. Let's not bet. I'll show you, Richard said with a smile as he put down his sandwich and picked up his notepad. Then he turned his notepad around again to show David his calculations. This week, we had a total client value, or TCV, of $15,000, and we had an average client value, or ACV, of $2,500. But when we increase the Chapter 7 fee to $2,300, our TCV increases to $18,200, and our ACV increases to $3,033. That's a significant move. Yes, it is. But now let's annualize that number. We increased your total weekly client value by $3,200. Do you see that? Richard said as he showed David the sheet he'd been writing on. Yes, I can see that. When we multiply that number by 52 weeks, we've effectively increased your gross sales number by $166,400. Tell me, could you afford to hire help to run the practice with that number? Yeah, I think I could, David said with just a tad of sarcasm. 
Yeah, I, th <laughs> yeah, I think I could, David said, with just a tad of sarcasm. What I'm about to tell you is likely the most important thing I've said to you since we started meeting, so please pay attention to what I'm about to say, Richard said. Then he put his notepad in his bag and adjusted his seat so he was looking right at David. David took notice of Richard's change in posture and mirrored him. This is serious, David thought to himself. David, as the business owner of your law firm, it should be your primary goal to create a firm that can meet or exceed your family's expenses from the profit generated and not from your salary. If you choose to continue to work as the attorney, that's your choice. But as the owner, you should be free to make that choice. That's how you achieve the ultimate freedom. Does that make sense? So you mean I don't have to work as an attorney any longer? Does that sound appealing to you? To be honest, I only started to consider it after I first met with you. That's why I'm here. I'm not saying you're not to work as an attorney. What I'm saying is that your job as the owner and sole investor of the law firm is to create enough profit for you to live your life. That sounds amazing. Really? You realize you're there now, right? Wait, what do you mean? What I mean is this. In just three weeks, we have increased your new client count from 14 new clients per month to 20 new clients per month. Agreed? Agreed. If you take my guidance from today and increase your fees, we've proven that you can generate enough additional gross sales that you could choose to replace yourself as the attorney, hire a manager for the firm, and still provide enough income for you to cover your expenses at home. David sat for a moment quietly while Richard returned to eating his breakfast. You're right. It could. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to go home and tell your wife you're hiring your replacement or you're going to start playing golf. At least, not yet, Richard said while laughing. Yeah, I don't think that would go over very well. This is going to take time. First of all, your Chapter 7 clients pay over time, and you won't see your Chapter 13 client fees for roughly 6 to 9 months. It'll take time to realize the full benefit of these changes, but we should be able to create enough free cash for you to make your first hire very soon. This is exciting! I thought you might enjoy today's session. I've learned so much in such a short period. I don't know how to say thank you, Richard, David said as he started to eat his neglected breakfast. Eat, eat, David. You have a busy day ahead of you. Tell me about it, David said as he chewed on a bite of his sandwich. The food here is great. I agree. They do a nice job. By the way, you're welcome. But let's talk about how you can say thank you. There are two ways I prefer to be thanked. The first is to stick to the basics you've discovered so far and create success for yourself and your family. Oh, I will. You can be sure of that. And the second, tell other attorneys what life was like before we started working together and then how your life changed since we've been working together. Like your business, my business prospers by word of mouth referrals. If this continues to work, I'll shout it from the rooftops. Thanks, David. I won't ask you to go that far, but remember, in a couple of months, I'll invite you to visit one of my Partners Club events, and there you'll have the opportunity to share your story with my existing members and guests who are considering membership. I'm looking forward to it. Both men took some time to finish their meal and watch the rest of the sunrise. Then Richard took one last gulp of coffee and stood, signaling that their time together for today was over, and David did the same. David, our next meeting will be in four weeks. Can we schedule that meeting for Friday at noon back at Joe's? Yeah, that works for me. Great. Between now and our next meeting, execute our fee increase plan and email four numbers to me every Friday. The first one is the total number of sets Samantha made that week. The second is the total number of shows you've met with up until you've sent that email. The third is your hire rate for that week. And the fourth one is your current fee for a Chapter 7 client. I can do that. 
Thank you. You told me you have two consults left on the week, both scheduled for today. How do you feel about implementing our plan as soon as you get back to the office? I'm way ahead of you, Richard. I planned on doing that just as soon as I get back to my office. Nice. I love it when a man takes action. Action kills fear. I'm proud of you, David. Thanks, Richard. I appreciate that. Richard walked David to his car, gave him a quick man hug, and said goodbye. As David was leaving the country club, he paused for just a moment to take in the Santan Mountains and their natural beauty. I'd like to live out here. Someday. Someday soon, David thought to himself.